Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Litmus Podcast with me, Swazi McKelly. And I have got two gorgeous people with me as guests today. Oh. We have got the gorgeous Angie Greaves. Hello, miss. Oh, listen to her. Oh. Hello, Swazi. How are you? I'm good. Your voice still warms my heart. It's morning, so yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We've got Dot in Adibayo. Um, not as treacle voice as the great <laughs> Miss Angie Greaves, obviously. But uh, what a pleasure it is to be here with you, Still Angie. Still treacle voice, Don. You yeah. and I in this... I mean, if we were to accumulate the years that we've been in radio, it's... It's forever. It's forever. <laughs> it is forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, this is why I've got you both on, you see, because um, the breakdown of the Litmus podcast is the idea that you have a question or a statement and you dunk it into a group of people and to bring up loads of different opinions, loads of different um, reactions. And that's kind of what I want to do with the pair of you today. My co-host, Ben, um, isn't with us today, but shout out, Ben, I know you're listening. Um, And so my question that I kind of, or or the statement is this, hard work is the only key to success. That's my statement today. Okay. Hard now, work is the only key to success. Do you want a reaction to this statement right now? Well, as we were driving in, Dotton gave a hearty laugh and did say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm sure there's uh, more to it. But I think, well, yes. Okay, Andrew, I'm going to go with you first. What's your reaction? Hard work is part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that as the industry moves on, I'm not going to say it's less of a part of it, mm-hmm. but I think seasons change. Yeah. And I think that your hard work will definitely pay off. Mm -hmm. But I think as the outcome and the targets for media change, I'm not sure that hard work is at the top of the list. Would that be a fair way to put that on? I think you're absolutely right. I think hard work is key. It's key in any industry that you find yourself in. But in an evolving industry, you're absolutely right. It's perhaps sometimes strategic nouns will be a better way of... um, Focusing your hard work, because hard work by itself is a lot of energy, yeah. but where's it going to? Absolutely. And who is it going to amongst everything? You know, this industry is as much who you know. Yep. Uh, I know Angie Greaves, so I can call up Angie and say, how do you get that smooth <laughs> afternoon sound, Angie? Just give me your tips. But if you don't know Angie Greaves, you're going to have to figure it out yourself from listening to her on the radio. Yeah. Well, this is where, because um, I work at KISS and we're part of Bauer, and I remember distinctly going into uh, the corridor or the lift and hearing Angie Angie's voice and I thought wait a minute I, I, I text my dad straight away because we know Angie's voice from Choice FM your no. breakfast show oh we used to lock in religiously to listen to Angie's voice and just your the way you held it down mm. for me as a young woman I never really considered radio I didn't I, I didn't consider it as a career but as soon as I heard your voice in your show and then winning the competition with Kiss I thought oh my gosh Angie's in the same <laughs> building as Kiss that's, that's mental so when you say hard work isn't maybe at the top of the of the list as a young listener as many listeners listen to this now as radio presenters we're trying to find out the gems from you guys okay. because we want to know what does it take to be to be great at the job but we would have thought hard work was you know back sat, then, sat comfortably back then it had to be hard work. Mm. Choice FM was the first African Caribbean station in the UK. Legal, 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 legal yeah. in the UK. So it had to be hard work. Mm-hmm. We had to hold on to those positions. We had to prove not only to the public, but to the radio industry that yeah. there was a need for this. Mm-hmm. And that took hard work Mm. when you think about it let's just take for instance okay let's take a client is going to be advertising on a non-caribbean station the amount of work that you'd have to put in to convince that client to advertise their product on a caribbean station 
bearing in mind the stereotype for the over the Caribbean person is we don't get up till after <laughs> we don't get up till after three o'clock in the afternoon we, we're not educated you know we don't we but don't, we do we don't. spend we but, spend well you see there's the contradiction yeah. because we probably spend more money on I would say beauty products hair products I mean come on Swazi I mean today I'm rocking a ponytail a couple of days ago I had on a wig I had on a brown wig one day red wig one so you know we do spend so the hard work that was put in to ensure that choice kept going Mm -hmm. wasn't just from behind the mic it was from a production point of view it was from a managerial point of view it was from an advertising point of view a sponsorship point of view it was from a community point of view hard hard work was put in there and I tell you when I left choice I was tired with a capital T you're being generous because you haven't even said to Swazi you did it all on £50 a, a, oh, year, let a me, year and that was another thing I mean yeah. it, believe me it, it weren't far off of that <laughs> the salaries were not really in account, in accordance with our skills Yeah. so I came from Capital Radio I started off in HR and then I went on to be a producer and wasn't that because of the late great uh, uh, who spotted you um I tell Charlie you, Gillett right uh, Charlie Gillett I used to do a lot of production with him because when he used to do his Sunday world music show mm-hmm. he would play soca and I'd say listen I want to to me it wasn't world music it was soca yeah 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 it's world music <laughs> that's I what I know dad, yeah, yeah I heard my dad play that the other day he's a major like, yeah, you know what I mean so I'd, I'd say oh god Charlie can I come in and sit in with you of course you can Angie and then I'd say to other presenters that were on the daytime lineup after work can I come in and sit in with you can I come and see what that button does what that does what that does but when I was in HR we also so handled contracts so I saw what a lot <laughs> Other people of these presenters got paid mm. so when I was then hired by choice I thought right I'm going to get paid Yeah. and when I was given the sheet and sign here I said oh are these the expenses <laughs> <laughs> and I, jokes, but, but, but I understood because the belief mm-hmm. in the product had not yet hatched does that make sense? So there was a lot of hard work to prove that this product was required, necessary and could work. Wasn't it at the same time, though, quite easy because you were you were speaking to your demographic or at least you understood the demographic in a way. The audience had been crying out for a legal black station for a long time and an intelligent station because the difference with Angie's programmes is it wasn't just spinning music. There was a lot of in, intelligent conversation, conversation yeah. in that as well and that the audience had been crying out for that for big some time, time. Big time. And I think what happened was you fell in a place where you could be yourself mm-hmm. which for a broadcaster is quite difficult things sometimes mm-hmm. but once you get into the flow you're yourself and you get that flow you just carry on with it whereas for example if you work at the BBC where Angie has worked we worked on the same station yeah. at the BBC suddenly it's a different audience that you're not as it's not that you're uncomfortable with the audience but you don't it's not in your DNA as much because yeah. it's a much wider audience Very I think so. you know so you don't you have to work hard in that case. You, you, that, that's that's harder work. Mm-hmm. So let, let's put it in the in the case of, of a rosebud, and that's a really good analogy that you just used about the audience crying out for something. So when I went to Choice, let's say the rosebud was closed. Mm-hmm. I used to do a program on a Friday night called Destination Two AM, and you know I was quite happy to do that program. I carried on temping, and I just used to drive up to Trinity Gardens as yeah, where it was. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, and I used to have my four song choices. <gasps> to an hour, but I didn't mind the playlist because that was at the time. You know, a lot of soul was being played, a lot of R and B was coming through from America, but I can remember being asked to do breakfast, and I was like, "No, I'm temping. I'm happy." Do you know what I mean? But anyway, I went on this breakfast show, and I thought, "Let me perform," and I did perform, and I was very, very nervous. I was doing the breakfast show for two weeks. That was the Monday and the Tuesday I performed. By the Wednesday, I just said, "You know what? I'm so damn tired. I can't do this anymore." Open the mic, and I just listen, people. I'm so tired. I can't handle this. And from that point, the rosebud started to open. Wow. By the end of the two weeks, I was speaking raw Bajan. I was playing tunes that weren't on the playlist. I was, and, and, and the rosebud opened. And when I went back to my Friday night show, Patrick Berry called me and said, look, we need to have a word. And I thought, oh, God, you're going to get the sack. He goes, they want you back. I said, no, I'm not getting up. I'm not doing that. But then it clicked. Yeah. Nothing like this had ever happened before. So to play music from... America to play music from Jamaica, St. Lucia, Barbados, to use those accents, to talk about the fact that as soon as I come off there, I was going to go into Brixton and get some cornmeal porridge because I didn't have anything to eat because it was too early to eat, to talk about the fact that I was going to go and get my hair done. You know, it was such a breath of fresh air. Choice was such, it, we, we waited for it for yeah. so, so long. Mm. So to be a part of that, 
that that was hard work because we we wanted to keep our DNA but at the same time you want we needed to prove to the powers that be there are people that want this and they weren't all people that look like us but you, you said earlier that um, you were performing and what I find with broadcasting is there is an element of performance Absolutely. about it that it's not necessarily um, just rocking up and being yourself mm. and even when you are coming across as yourself relaxing in the way that you said you know talking in the way that you want to throwing in the jokes bringing in the Beijing or whatever I find that that is almost harder work than creating a persona. Creating a persona is like an acting role. Mm -hmm. And certainly the first performance, if you can imagine you're an actor Mm -hmm. on a theatre stage, the first performance is really hard work. The next performance, every performance is going to take a lot out of you. uh, But it gets slightly easier because it becomes part of your nine to five in a way. But what I find is when you're trying to be yourself, um, non-performing, which is a performance in, in itself. itself. Yes. It, there's so many different permutations of that and you're exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm exhausted telling people, oh yeah, you know, I'm a father of two kids and um, oh, my younger daughter's doing this. And then afterwards I'm going, why did you say that about... And, and you're trying to second guess yourself all the time. That is, you, you actually end up losing 10 pounds of weight yeah. after the show. <laughs> Can I say that? I, that's harder work, I think. Do you think it's harder work now doing that on, on at the BBC as it was doing that at choice? I think it comes with its challenges. If I can just go back onto something that Dalton said, being yourself, I think, is key. And I think the reason that you sometimes feel that it's hard work is because you are always wondering if the powers that be are okay about you truly being yourself. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that maybe as black people, on non-black radio stations with majority non-black listenership we wonder whether we should be there does that make sense it makes sense it makes complete sense are you in agreement with me well i have a little bit more leeway i have a little bit more leeway than you because i listen to you and i think smooth performance Uh, in fact i i know that it's a black presenter but i don't think it is in the I bet a lot of your listeners don't know although you do every now and then throw in oh you can hear it yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) you can hear Andrew from a (laughs) mile but sometimes I have to actually speak to people and they say to me look Don you know what I'm talking about you know because you're from the hood like me aren't you and I'm like uh, yes and also having the name Dotson Adebayo yes. it tells people look and I'm allowed to bring in the odd reggae line you know uh-huh. so, well you know in reggae you know you remember what Peter Tosh said no matter where you come from as long as you're a black man you're an African yeah. and for those of you who don't know who Peter Tosh is well he's one of the original guys from the Whalers and that gives me a way into mm-hmm. sort of like explain oh that wasn't just an arbitrary statement even though it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, there was a method in my planning and um, so every now and then I have to remind people and I think the BBC partly employs me because I can bring a slightly different angle into a conversation than some of my white colleagues can. Right. And I think it's also important to let your listeners know that you are a person first and not a black person. Because I always said one of the reasons why I wanted to get into radio is you don't have to know anything about me. You just got to hear my voice, know that I can articulate, know that I can engage and communicate. Mm. What I look like has got nothing to do with it. Now, where this whole hard work thing comes in now is with the influx of social media oh yes I've been telling Dot and he needs to get Instagram for the longest time I'm on Insta time. you keep telling me I'm on Insta <laughs> I don't even call it Instagram I'm down with the kids so it's just Insta to me well, I just don't go on it it's, it's Insta <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's the IG or it's the gram there you go Angie school yeah, him gosh. up yeah you schooled me there you know, it's hurting me whether, yeah. whether we want to accept it or not it all goes hand in hand. Once upon a time, as I'm sure you would know, you could open the microphone, and I'm probably sure you still do this now. Call me now, da, 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 and the phone calls would come flooding in. We've now got other avenues that people are going down now, mm. and we've now got a complete new demographic that are creating audiences without microphones, yeah. without headphones, without the airwaves. So things are changing. So it's another division of hard work. And just to throw that out there with the social media, you know, a lot of presenters or a lot of events that I do and we're, we're talking to presenters or me and myself, I'm learning. Um, people have to have a persona on social media. So when you say something, you can't just say something flippant because someone could pull it up and say, hold on a minute. You've said X, Y and Z on such and such a date. And because you are a personality, you are also your brand. So 
with social media now, do you, I don't know, does that change how you present, how you carry yourself? Because in my eyes, I think you should carry yourself the same way in person as you should on social media. But I don't know. Is that the same for you guys? Well, at the BBC, thankfully, they do a lot of your social media for you through their own branding, which is fair enough. And yeah. I'm on social media in all sorts of ways. Uh, and we are told and schooled and educated and tutored to make sure that we realise these are public platforms. Don't say anything on social media that you wouldn't say on air. Mm. And obviously, there are things that as much as you want to say it on air you won't say it on air because you think there might be sensitivities around that yeah. and that usually is a guide that I use once I use that guide I know that I'm on safe ground just talking about the hard work by itself you know we had a conversation as you say before uh, we came in uh, to do this podcast and that conversation was and I don't know to what extent that uh, you agree with this I was saying the hard work as a presenter comes in your life you don't necessarily know the reasons why you did well in English and how that's going to impact on your life afterwards. You don't necessarily know the reason why you love listening to radio and you listen to a whole lot of radio during the time. We're basically both speech broadcasters, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and as a speech broadcaster, you spend a lot of time in your life talking to people yep. and the people you're talking to that's your audience you yeah. know for me the audience comes first it's not about me necessarily it's about my audience now all of those uh, different experiences in life you have to bring to a kind of a, a, a crucible of um, broadcasting where they just flow out easily and it looks and sounds easy but actually it's hard, it's hard work yeah. to make it look easy mm -hmm. sometimes somebody will throw me a curveball on air live mm. and I have to pick up on it straight away because remember, as, <clears throat> as a presenter, you have to have a certain gravitas. Mm -hmm. You've got to own your programme. If somebody says, yeah, Don, um, as you know, um, in 1963, November the 22nd, you, you know what happened on that day, don't you? And you're like... No, no, what happened on that day? Then you sound like an idiot. Well, yeah. you don't sound like an idiot. You feel that you've lost a little bit of kudos because you think, they think, you should know. The whole world knows. Absolutely. The whole world knows. Absolutely. So you have to be at least on a par with your, with your audience. And obviously, we're not going to know every single thing. But remember, the reason why I know is because of the hard work that's been part of my life all the way through. And I think sometimes when people are trying to work hard to be broadcasters, they need to just chill, do what you're doing, learn as much as you can in life about general topics, general subjects, speak to a lot of people. Because when you speak to people, you understand what the conversation is down at the pub. If, if you don't go to the pub, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. You know That's where the conversations are. There's a great poem uh, by Sir John Betjeman called The Village Inn. And um, I won't bore you with the poem, but it's The Village Inn, The village inn, the Dear Old Inn, So Ancient, Clean and Free from Sin, where Hodge, Hodge, this is the important part, where Hodge, whoever that is, sits down and talks of Marx and nuclear fission with all the rustics intuition ah the village is a place for me there are people speaking in pubs mm -hmm. of Karl Marx and nuclear fission with a rustics intuition so they don't know much about it yeah. they just know yeah Karl Marx he was that bloke wasn't he yeah big beard and everything he's buried in Highgate Cemetery go. isn't he <laughs> that's what yeah. you need to know yes. Yeah? yes that's what you need to know and that's hard work absorbing all of that kind of information mm. Mm. no what? I would agree I'd agree so if, if the statement is success is down to hard work only we were having a conversation and I said Dotton's done a lot for me in the last year or so I haven't done anything for you listen <laughs> listen Mr Dotton listen so I don't um, do anything for anybody <laughs> he's too nice for himself but no I think some people would say it's not just about hard work I think there's other like what does hard work look like hard work might look like the sleepless nights the early mornings getting up and doing that but surely that is more than hard work it's those skills that you just need to pick up and you can apply to anything when you say success is down to hard work alone I would flatly disagree mm -hmm. it's, it, it, there's got to be more in there okay. there's got to be more in there I'm just going to go back slightly and, and Dot and I hope you will understand what I'm going to say we can only talk radio because that's our profession and that's well I know that's all I've ever done mm -hmm. I always say there are three types of radio people there is the radio person that can go into a radio station, you tell them what to do and they just do it. Mm. In the same way that if you send them to a supermarket and tell them what to do, they can do it. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not devaluing radio. But they are robots. But, but they are able to turn their hands to anything yeah. and they will make it work. Mm -hmm. Now, will they have the passion behind 
to take whatever they're doing in radio to the next level? I don't know. I doubt it. Mm -hmm. I doubt it. But wherever you send them, you can send them to a department store, you can send them to a library, you can send them to a, a cake store, you can send them to a hotel, you can put them in a radio station. Tell them what to do. They will make it work. Adequately. Adequately. Mm -hmm. You then have those in radio who... It doesn't matter what they do wrong. Someone's always got their back. Mm -hmm. Someone's always got their back. <laughs> that one is nodding. <laughs> and it doesn't matter whether they put the station into disrepute. It doesn't matter if you end up getting fined, how much ever. That person will never, ever be sidestepped, repositioned or removed because someone's got their back. Mm -hmm. And it's and I'm sure this happens in many industries, but I can only speak for radio because yeah. that's all I've ever done. And it really doesn't matter how much they mess up and if this wasn't a podcast I'd use a different word I know you'd word. use a different word <laughs> yeah. you, I know exactly which word you'd use <laughs> someone will always have their back mm -hmm. and those two people kind of block the hard work of person number three who was born to communicate who was born to talk who eats radio breathes radio sleeps radio excretes radio yeah. you know because loves radio that loves radio, radio. you got to love it you know you know I mean, Dotton goes up to Manchester to do one show. When I'm called to do Radio 2, I go. Yeah. I get on that train That's and I go. Good point. And it's because I love it. Mm -hmm. It's because I love it. You've called me to do a podcast. If it involves headphones and sitting in front of a mic, I am there <laughs> because I love it. So the level of hard work that's required for someone who loves it versus the level of hard work required for that person who always messes up it's a different balance of the scales. But, you see, I think it's it's in the favour of person number three. Right. Because the hard, this is where hard work pays off. Um, the current head of radio at the BBC, Bob Shannon, mm. he said to me once, and this is the best advice I've ever had in radio, you know, it sounds obvious, but actually it's not. He said to me, Dawson, if you want to be successful on radio, you've got to be on radio. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it follows that the more you're on radio, the more successful you are on radio. Mm -hmm. And the more you are also heard in different radio genres Absolutely. as well. So yeah. when I first did Radio 2, the amount of emails and tweets I got, is that the same Angie Greaves? Yeah, mm. yeah. Love you on magic. <laughs> yeah. But you don't talk much, do you? <laughs> so to then be sitting in front of somebody like Melvin Bragg, mm. as I did, and to interview him and to talk to him about his passion for the arts... And me saying to Melvin Bragg, you know what, I didn't realise how creative I was until I had children, because both my kids, I've just completely followed in my footsteps, can't sit still in the classroom. I'm so glad they've both left school because I just couldn't handle going up to the school all the time. But I, I now get it. And I was saying to Melvin Bragg, you know, because my second daughter, Cameron's dyscalculic. So she ask her what six and four is. She'll go, right, well, it's either 10 or it's either 13 because she can't work out the six and she can't see a six. She sees a nine. Oh, right. Or she goes, mum, or is that a six? So, but dyscalculic, dyspraxic, dyslexic kids all excel creatively. So to be in a position to sit and talk to Melvin Bragg about that, that just made my feet came off the floor. Yeah. And that's also because I love radio. Mm. It's really funny you talk about education because a lot of people who are creative say that we weren't given a lot of direction in school and, and there's loads of people in my friendship circle that say oh, I wish there was a module on radio maybe I would pick up radio but when my teachers hear me and say oh you're a radio presenter where did you get that from I didn't study radio I never went to uni and did radio you won a competition what but like you guys are both saying the heart of it is that communication it is those conversations so I don't know if you went back to school we were talking about this over the weekend um, what, what good or what have we learned anything from GCSEs uh, and A-levels. I know, I know what Swazi's getting at. Go for it. What she's trying to tell you is that <laughs> I got a D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going there. Oh, she is. I know what she's getting at. Why are I you wasn't. laughing? A D was in the past. <laughs> Remember, I got this D in the days when a D was equivalent to an A star. Andrew, please. Yeah. Hang please. on, let me just finish my point. I got a D at English A-level. Okay. okay. Given that English was my only subject, I only got two GCSEs. <laughs> one was English and one was English literature. A D at A-level was a little bit embarrassing. I couldn't face my father for a long, long time okay. afterwards. Then Swazi revealed to me just yesterday guess what she got A star <laughs> but like I said it's the equivalent of a D in my yeah. day yeah let so, it go Swazi I know I wasn't even pushing let that button my, my point was in yeah. through school and growing up 
there are different jobs available that you realise you can do that during school it just wasn't an option. We, I never thought I'd be a radio presenter. I thought I'd be maybe a writer or, or, or in that genre. But, you know, the school sometimes system, I don't know. What do you guys think? Because but, lots of creators are saying the same thing. Do you thing. mind me if I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Okay, which of all the subjects that you study do you think has informed your broadcasting? Any or none at all? All my English, all the English that I did, the drama that I did, and perhaps even my maths, only because I'm not great at maths, and it was because of Lisa Bones, my one and only maths teacher, that pushed me and got behind me and said, come on, you got to pick it up, you got to keep going, and that keep going attitude is what I'm saying isn't just about hard work. Hard work sometimes to people thinks the hours or the the commitment to something. Yes, that's true. But it's also the sort of get up and go I don't like what it's I'm doing right now. It's a challenge, right isn't it? it you, is. you had to overcome a hurdle. And yeah. it's a challenge, a process of a challenge that is in there. When you try and get on radio, particularly on, let's say, terrestrial radio, if that makes sense, your legal radio, yeah. on, on the FM or AM networks, or even on digital radio as it is now, when you try and get on, there are few places to get on. You know, over a 24-hour span, what are you going to have? 10 presenters at the most? Yeah. Right, 10 presenters over a five-day week. Let's say every day there's a different presenter, which there usually isn't. Uh, you're going to have 50 presenters over the course of a week or so. Mm-hmm. So there aren't a lot of jobs in there with a number of radio stations. So you're going to get knocked back. Also, the person that you were trying to uh, get advice from, he's thinking, I don't want you taking my job till I've given up my job. Absolutely. So you're a rival immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to work hard. How are you going to get around that? This is a challenge. How you get into radio when all the doors are closed Mm. so you're going to have to do harder work than the person who's given a straight pass into radio and there are some who are you're going to have to maybe start setting up your own podcast or your own uh, SoundCloud thing where you do your own little radio thing and then start learning the tricks trying to get people to you and then eventually somebody will say well hang on a second she's got 100,000 people um, downloading her podcast we've got to get this person on Mm. or whatever it is those ways are open to you it wasn't open to my generation Mm. I literally took a bus 171 um, uh, from Tottenham to the Aldwych the World Service at the age of 12 and said look please can I help you with anything yeah. and at first they said no and then eventually they allowed me to come and do some kind of go for stuff in my holidays and stuff like that and then <clears throat> when I got my break um, I actually did when I was overseas uh, you know I used to do a little fanzine and this that, and the other and I bumped into somebody who said oh could you do an insert into another program this was when I was doing my degree in Sweden mm-hmm. and I said yeah sure and I did you know the, the week's reggae so how was this guy in a completely different show it was like uh, a current show Saturday night you know disco show and then I was, suddenly you hear this black guy doing over the top uh. there comes reggae <laughs> that was me that was me and some people who were listening in Sweden of a certain age might say oh that was you was it yeah indeed it was me and then when I came to BBC Radio London I happened to be at the right place at the right time mm. when somebody who was presenting a black interest news programme had gone AWOL and this, um, the woman who was in charge there at the time knew that I was a journalist and said do you want to have a go at this and I thought yes grab it with grab both it. my hands just yeah. grab it grab it grab it work every single yeah. opportunity that yeah. they give you once you get a, a little foot in the door you're going to grab it grab it hold it down until you're secure enough mm. yeah. that you can let somebody else breathe in mm. so what would you say then if my my second and last litmus test is now is the best time to be in radio 
Do you agree? I think now is the best time to be in any form of communications because of social media. Do you? That's yes, I do. I do. Okay. And I've always said, I mean, okay, don't, my assumption is based on the conversation that you and Swazi have about Instagram. Your social media savviness doesn't boil at the same temperature as your broadcasting savviness. Okay. And that's fine because neither does mine. If it wasn't for Morgan and Cameron, believe me, believe me, I would not. But if you can marry up, I'm going to just say old school media with social media you're there mm. you are there now it's easier for tv presenters because they've got the opportunity to repeat their visual work and we are a very visual nation now aren't we radio it's a little bit more difficult which is why you see lots of radio presenters taking photos in the studio i'm doing this i'm doing this because we, we're trying to keep it visual what i love about your demographic swazi as a millennial you you guys are just on it mm. you're just on it you're just on it <laughs> you go out there i went out with morgan the other day and we, I'm, I'm shopping and i'm just minding my own business and she's going live on instagram or oh, my mom's got these shoes and my mom why are you telling people I've got these yeah. but that's just the way they are so there's an excitement about mm. it i think perhaps our demographic we want to keep things a little bit more private i just think it's in our nature well it's funny you say that about social media because i've lost a job before to someone who's got a, a, a bigger following than me does not surprise me at all and yeah and so the social media the pain in the bum for me sometimes is i look at people who've got a bigger following or a larger following than me and i think but i'm better at that job and so I, what have you done then because well, i've had to get on instagram a bit well, more and no, been like but, but to andrew's point it is a little bit more exciting because you do have to seem visual and on it and the yeah. thing is we would call ourselves in a social media depression right now because everything that's on social media doesn't marry up to real life absolutely so the pressure of and it's not to discount what you're saying it's true we do have to be visual so it, it's it's about putting out there number one what you want people to know yeah right i did not want people to know i was actually shopping <laughs> but anyway morgan went for it but you want you you put out what you want people to know mm. and you don't have to put out every single day so between Morgan and my niece I might take three or four tops to work and I'm letting my secrets out here now mm -hmm. and while I'm playing a five in a row I'm taking different photos Yeah. and I just WhatsApp them to them yep. because the day when I have not got makeup on and I couldn't yep. find the right wig I'm sitting there feeling quite awful but I'd never sound it Yeah. but on Instagram wow Angie looks good today mm. and I think it's about learning how to balance it so true it's also that um, what my wife does is that she employs people to do her social media and these people are more clued in mm. and i would say to you so that if you know you know what the competition is you say that you lost a certain job because somebody had more following on social media to me so immediately what i would think of was okay they've got hundred thousand people on social media i need to get hundred and one thousand people how do i do that i may have to work as a waiter or a waitress to be able to fund the people who are going to, to get that following yeah, up to, yeah to pay the people who do the social social media because they get paid how am I going to pay them it's mm. better that I pay them yep. to help me do it I can do my own thing but if I've got assistance I'll get to that 101,000 target a lot quicker mm -hmm. and have conversations with them as to how you strategize it because mm -hmm. if that's your aim you can get there I don't think it's any you see some of these Nigerian sort of pop stars they're like on 10 million at first you think nah they haven't got 10 million but then you think Nigeria's got 170 million people well, there you yeah. go. and they've got 10 million people Absolutely. following on social media mm -hmm. because they're the ones that were first on it or whatever mm -hmm. it was yeah. mm -hmm. my colleague Richard Bacon was one of the first people on it Richard Bacon I mean I think on Twitter on Twitter he was I think on Twitter I've got about a following of 14,000 I know Angie's got a lot more because I've checked no, it no I have got about 11,000 oh it's 11 yeah oh gosh I'm not even going to reveal my thousands this is oh, how we so do this Doc's bigging up himself now but no but it's really interesting how these figures yeah. kind of give us kudos yeah. Yeah. I I so Sorry, you finish what you're saying and then I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened to me with a voiceover. Okay. Well, just very quickly, you know, the last point I'd just like to make is that, um, you know, once you yourself decide where you want to go and how you want to go there, remember the hard work is part of a strategy. You're not mm -hmm. just doing it for the sake of doing it. You can work as hard as you want and you're never ever going to get that job back that you lost. But if you look at that person and say, how did that person take the job off of me? Right, I'm going to do the same thing back to them. You see how quickly you get there. Mm -hmm. If you really want it, it... it there's nothing you can't do but as Dotton says you know if you have to go and work as a waitress to pay somebody to up it but because it, it can be done but it's really interesting because I went for a voiceover and before I when, when I got there I can remember the receptionist she, oh hi Angie I used to listen to you on choice oh my god you got me through my you got me through this and da, 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 da. she goes but I can't understand why you haven't got about 50,000 followers on Twitter and I thought right isn't it a shame that you enjoyed listening to me yep. on choice held on to all those memories but because of my Twitter following I I've now gone a bit down yeah. in your... Well, you, other people have gone up. Well, well, well there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, it's an ever-changing... Mm -hmm. 
it's an ever-changing and an ever-evolving industry. And I'm just going to pick up on something that you mentioned about people being able to go into your tweets and, and, you know, put them out again. This year, I was watching The Brits once again with my daughters. And I, I like Ronnie Wood from The Rolling Stones. <laughs> and he looks mash up. Of course. <laughs> of course he does. And that's what I tweeted. Yeah. I love this man, but he looks mash up. Mm-hmm. My phone rang 10 minutes later. Angie, you need to take that down. And you need to take that down now. And I said, but it's the truth. Take it down now. Wow. If that comes back to bite you, that's going to be one in the teeth for magic. Mm. And I said, but Ronnie Wood does look mash up. <laughs> yeah. Can't say it though. But it's it, absolutely. I can say it in the context of my home, mm-hmm. with my kids, having a laugh, putting it out there. What mm. about for this podcast? Can you say well, I'm repeating <laughs> an experience. Stop trying to get me done. I'm repeating this. But also, you know, there was a young girl at Radio 1 that did yeah. the, the Maya Jammer, mm-hmm. that tweet that came back to bite her. Yeah. So we've got to be very, very aware mm-hmm. of what we put out there on social. I'm sure, all for it. Sure. And yeah. I'm all for, you know, promoting yourself. I'm going here. Like, I'm probably going to tweet this, what we're doing now. But I, I do agree. If you're not going to say it to somebody's face, don't put it on social. Okay. I do agree with that. I'm glad you said that on this podcast, just because I try to explain that to people when it never, you know, sometimes you explain it peer to peer, but then someone like yourself with the kudos and with the, the, the gravitas that you have, it's like, no, Angie also said the same thing I'm saying. So well, I just think, you know, look, I'm not going to walk up to Dotton one day and go, <laughs> flipping nail, Dotton, what's going on, man? Did it, why am I going to tweet that? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just, true. You know what I mean? Why, why am I going to do that? I might think it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. why am I going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, tweet it out. Yeah, and I think it's also about your kudos and credibility as well. Okay, so you're talking about social media. So to wrap this one up, I need to ring the pair of you now. I need, to, I need to squeeze you for all your gems. You've got radio presenters my age listening in, thinking you guys are, you know, I do want to say on this, thank you. Like you guys are you're mentors. You're leading the way and we're looking at you thinking, oh my gosh, yes, you are goals. Like in hashtags, you're goals. So come on, give us the, the realness. What can I expect? to face that if I'm not only going to need hard work for what else am I going to need to overcome hurdles um, yeah to get to the places that you've been and you know whatever that may look like you go first on this well I would say you've got to be real you've got to be real be yourself there's no point in trying to be somebody else Mm -hmm. you learn from other people on radio you think okay oh they pause there for example I'll tell you a little thing that again the head of radio at the BBC said to me there was a woman that was on um, my station 5 Live I thought she was rubbish and he said (laughs) yeah yeah, okay but hold on listen to what she does you know what she used to do Um, every half an hour we go to the news and she'll say after the news we'll do this story as simple as that. Mm-hmm. These are this is the mechanics and the furniture because what you're doing when you say that, what you're really doing is saying to people, keep listening. There's Hold a re- on, absolutely. There's yeah. a really good story coming up that you're going to like in a moment or two. So if you don't do that as a presenter, your boss is listening and thinking you have the opportunity to advertise yourself, your own program, the next item on our station. We're giving you this platform. You're not using our platform to advertise your own thing. What's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. You should always keep people saying there's another thing coming up later on. Those are the kind of, that's the furniture mechanics that you need to learn. Mm -hmm. Learn it as you go along. So you being real, there's something about you that people want to see and hear all the time. These are the secrets of it. If you try and do what somebody else does, they're always going to beat you Mm -hmm. because they do what they do better than you'll ever be able to do what you do. So always be real. Be yourself because what you have, somebody, and sometimes it's just a matter of luck that the person who sees what you've got happens to be the head of that station. Mm -hmm. The next person, I had a situation once when there was a new control at Five Live he didn't give a damn I was going to use a strong word there about me so me I'm a frontline presenter I'm one of his frontline people he didn't see me till he'd been in the job for nearly nine months I was waiting for a call I was waiting for a call like everybody else coming to have tea with me coming to have a chat and then when I went and saw him he was like he could have been you know looking at his watch thinking how long have I got there when can I kick this guy out of my seat and the guy lied to me and did everything he never got rid of me once there was a when the I'll give you an example very quickly people can work out who it is I don't care I'll tell you this when it was um, when there was the uh, massacre on the island of Utøya in Norway yes I went up to him and you know I'm a big man you know I'm not going there to get some kind of jolly to go off to Scandinavia. I lived in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. I speak the language. On the night of the attacks, I was reading the Norwegian newspapers mm-hmm. and translating them on air because they had the latest news. I simply said to him, look, if you want, I'm happy to be sent out to uh, Norway and help out. Not as a presenter, just to help out. Mm-hmm. He said, no, no, thanks very much, Dotson. We've already got um, another presenter going out there. And I thought, wow, if I can't be of service to you in 
my expert field, yeah. then there's no point in me being of any service to you whatsoever. So I knew at that point that this guy didn't like me. The next guy comes along, loves me. Mm. That's how tenuous this industry is. Don't you find when you do have a boss that isn't quite in your corner, you're slightly on tender hooks, but it also pushes your, your performance. It actually pushes you just a little bit further to be a better presenter no when you uh, I, I don't agree that's one thing i won't agree with i think Ooh, it's I so destroying when you have a pre, uh, a, a, a a boss that doesn't rate you it's so destroying it must be like footballers it, okay but you know you know that boss doesn't rate you but you know the listeners love you now i know any boss can go like that tomorrow they don't need a reason they can just do it but when you know your listeners love you when you can connect with them you know that first rule of radio is talk to one person don't say hi you lot out there hi how are you today when you know your listeners are connecting with you even though that boss doesn't rate you does it not make you just up your game just a little bit more I, I, I'll i be what? honest I, I get what you're saying because it's about the listeners and yeah. if the listeners support you then what can what can hurt you you know mm. it's like that saying you know if uh, I know you're a bit of a church girl aren't you Swazi but you know with God on your side you know, what, what can God is for you, you yeah, 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 you yeah exactly it's like that mm. however the, you know that the station controller is a person who has a vision and for whatever reason despite all your years of artistry you know, the shock that somebody who is in the business doesn't appreciate what you do mm -hmm. is soul-destroying for me. It is And that's a good point. I'd love your advice on that. What if you do have a boss who doesn't like you? Okay, so I, I, I will share an experience of a boss who I don't know whether he liked me or disliked me or I don't know if it was another presenter that had that boss's ear. And you're going to get a lot of that, Swazi. It's, it just is what it is. And I can remember having my most awesome year record figures oh my goodness I, I couldn't do anything wrong and when contract time came this boss said to me we'll give it another year I think Ange give some time to go and find something else <laughs> and I was oh. like okay I said have I done something wrong he went nah he goes he goes off I think we'll, we'll we'll call it a day so we'll, we'll do another 12 months and then yeah you're all right but you know and I was like well do, do you want to give me some examples of mm -hmm. what I'm doing so that I don't do them anymore he went now nah. he goes we'll call it a day so you sign here we'll call it a day you can move on after a year do you know nine months into that contract that guy was shafted exactly that's what you've got to hang and around that's for. why I say in some ways mm. okay yes it was that that conversation was soul destroying but I held on to the fact that I got record figures at the station I'd done Oh my goodness! The, the, I can't even go into the that year was just awesome, um, and I just thought, you know what? Whatever will be, will be. Mm. Maybe you take those figures and take them somewhere else. But whatever will be, will be. Um, that boss was then told to move on, and then the MD called me in and gave me a twenty-seven month contract. Mm. So you and know, a pay rise, and, and, a, and a pay rise, oh, not a massive yeah, one, but a pay rise. So, so sometimes we take these experiences, and yes. Like I said, that conversation was soul-destroying. But I thought, no, Angela, you're a damn good radio presenter. Mm. You, you've kept a percentage of your Caribbean audience. You've grown your Caucasian audience. And I, I like to say the mixed race audience because they're there as well. You've hit record figures for this station. No, there's something not right here. And it's really interesting because you talked about Sazi being at church and the spiritual side because there are scriptures that do keep me going. And one is, well, in the song by Delroy Wilson, who God bless no man curse. Of course. Yep. Better must come now whether that's where you are or somewhere else better must come yeah i think that's a good a really important note for younger people yes listening to this that they don't get demoralized mm. you know if you have an ambition i would also say better must come but better doesn't necessarily mean uh loads of money okay so should we talk about money yeah why not i think there is a i'm not gonna say a Right. A perception, is it? <sighs> yes, there is a perception that because you're on the radio, you're earning big, big bucks. Mm. I earn more, as I'm sure you do, earn more than if you were a shop assistant. Nothing wrong in being a shop assistant. When I break down what I earn in accordance with the hours that I work, I earn good money. Mm -hmm. But there's always somebody earning more. There's another level of presenters yeah, yeah. who, for whatever reason, they're not doing the job any better but they, anymore. Right. They, they, I mean, OK, you work in an organisation where there was talk about lots of salaries not indeed, so long indeed, ago. Indeed, indeed. 
And when I saw some of those salaries, I was like, oh my oh, God. Can you imagine what I thought? <laughs> yeah. Generally, I should say the commercial <laughs> lot get paid a lot more than us. Oh commercial lot get paid a lot more than us, mm. generally. Generally. Yeah. But then you've got the, the, the penthouse presenters. That's what I call them. Penthouse. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I was like, my goodness. Yeah. You know, I can remember being on, on Drive on Magic and I had no producer. I had nobody answering my phones. Mm-hmm. I used to get in at three o'clock. Right, what's happening? Right, we're doing this, we're doing this. Five o'clock, right, Angie, we've got to go hit. Right, no problem. I've got a competition. I've got travel to do. I've got to answer the phones. And I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. And I, I can remember when drive time nearly hit the million. I was like, go, Angie. Yeah. And then when I saw what other drive time presenters got paid who have someone to answer the phones, a production assistant, a producer, an executive producer, I was like, oh my gosh. Mm. So I think when you're first going into the industry, be real. Yeah. It's not going to be big bucks. And I think you need to be open to the fact that until or unless you get to that point of elevation to get to the penthouse, you will earn mm-hmm. good money. You may not necessarily earn penthouse money. Is that a fair yeah. way of putting it? I, I think also you shouldn't be motivated by money. With all due respect, we all need money. Yes. We all need money. But as many of my colleagues have said to me, in private, and as I would say to them, in private, so this is not for public consumption, mm-hmm. make sure this podcast doesn't go back to my employers, mm-hmm. yep. we do the job for nothing. Mm-hmm. We do the, We love radio so much. There was a scenario with Radio 2 where they decided to cut their overnight presenters. And I'm overnight presenter. And I love the programme I do overnight. I, I'm not interested. I don't have the kudos or the ego to want to do daytime. I'm happy with what I do. That's another important thing. Make sure you focus on the programmes that you do better than others. There's no point in me having a programme that's perfect for my style of broadcasting to go and do another programme which isn't perfect for my style of broadcasting because even though that programme might be daytime and have 10 times the audience and I can earn 20 times as much money doing it Is it right for you? Well, it's, I'm, I'm exposing my weak points yeah. whereas one that I do overnight I'm on it mm. I'm on it nobody's going to do it better than me I'm the man when it comes to that and, and anyway overnight presenters on Radio 2 just got acts like that they decided they're going to play a robot overnight which is great for my my, my station they because moved over to people five. move yes. over to yeah. a live presenter. But then I, I was on a tram in Manchester with one of the uh, news presenters uh, on Radio 2, somebody I knew very well because he had come from my station, and he said to me, I don't understand why all those overnight presenters didn't just say, we'll, do it, we'll take a pay cut. Mm. And I thought, you're right. Why didn't they say that? If you'd said to me, look, we're going to get rid of the overnight presenting because it costs too much. It's always for cost reasons. Yeah? Mm. I'll say, I'll tell you what, I'll do it for a lot less. And I'll tell you what, I'll do all the hours because the other lot don't want to do it. The other five presenters overnight don't want, or two or three presenters don't want to do it. I'll do their hours as well. I'll, do, I'll tell you what, I'll do it from 12 o'clock midnight to 8 o'clock in the morning. How's that? <laughs> and, and just give me the money to get a bag of chips yeah. and, and, and a Savaloy. Did you sleep already? <laughs> no, you know, if you love radio, be real now. And I think as well, there's something in my life that would be missing if I didn't do a radio show a week something would be missing Um, and before we go into that just to reflect on a point that you made be very connected to your audience when I used to do Mellow Magic I oh my god flying absolutely flying Friday nights I used to envisage in my mind somebody who'd had a really rough week wanted to say something to their boss but couldn't because they'd get the sack and they've just put their kids in private school. I used to talk to those people. I used to talk to the mother of three kids under five. Thank goodness they're in bed now. Oh my goodness. I used to talk to those people. I loved it. Mm. Saturdays, I used to talk to the teenage kids that went out shopping and their mum said, right, I'm going to give you my card. You got £100 and they spent £200. <laughs> I used to talk to the guys that were in the barbers. Boy, Angie, man, I'm taking this girl out tonight, but the barber mash up my head, man, you've got to play me a tune. <laughs> I used to talk to the people that were having dinner parties and the people that were getting ready to go out raving, the people that had just come back in. I loved that show. Sunday nights was the Mellow Magic Student Club. I used to get calls and texts from colleges all over the place Mm. from kids that had been out raving all weekend and they were in the college library finishing off their homework Mm. talk to your audience and that doesn't mean blah 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 blah. you could just say five words and you could say a hundred words in those five words does that make sense yeah Mm. big time when it was drive time once again I just used to imagine people that was just like I don't know if I can do that job no more you know (laughs) I tell you if that boss says one thing one thing tomorrow that is it 
talk to your audience yeah. talk to your audience and now afternoons I imagine okay I've had a rough morning I've had my lunch right okay come on Ange get me to five o'clock talk to your audience know your audience if you're just going to go on and do a generic show you might as well not do it yeah because anyone could do it absolutely yeah so what is your new, what is your unique selling point why should I turn on the mm. radio at midnight and say right Dotton come on take me through the night yeah. I could go to bed it's so true. but there's something I want to hear from him there's something that is just going to hook me in mm. and that's why radio is such a personal media oh, they can, oh. when you go on radio I, I remember just the other day about five days a week I came on I'd been on for like 30 seconds and somebody texted Dotton it sounds like you've got a cold have you, have you got a cold you okay you okay yeah, man yeah. and if they know you that well oh, because yes. the voice is such a naked instrument yeah. you've got to know them and Angie's right talk to your audience but don't make the mistake that you're talking to a million people. No. Your audience is one person. Mm. One person. Everybody should feel like you're talking to them and them alone. I remember when I was driving in the United States once, so I was driving in a car with these uh, four or five black women uh, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, I seem to remember. And I was just talking, and I was just saying, well, you know, I just came out and I just said, well, you know, Luther's gay. And the whole car went silent. And I was like, um, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> And they said, don't you tell me that when he's singing that love song, he's not singing to me. Yeah. Don't you tell me that. That's how people feel on radio. It's personal. Yeah, mm. don't tell me that you're talking to all that million people. For one thing, as a broadcaster, if you're speaking to a million people, how do you speak to a million people? You become like a statesman. Mm. I tell you, I have a dream. <laughs> one day in the Southern Hills. That's how you talk to a million people. Yeah. But if you're talking to one person, mm. and who's that one person going to be? Because the way that you talk to your dad is different from the way you talk to your mum. Mm. It's different from the way you talk to your grand. It's different from the way you talk to your brother or your teacher or the policeman. Have one person in mind mm -hmm. have an image of who that person is your ultra ultimate listener if mm -hmm. you like and just talk to that person absolutely very good advice okay I think we've got a I don't want to wrap it up but I think we do <laughs> we've got, again, we've got <laughs> so I'm going to wrap it up and say to you um, hard work is the only key to success yes or no Angie no no Dotton it's the key to success but only if you um shape it strategize and have a purpose and an aim and an end to that hard work okay okay there's lots for us to take away we could go for another hour i'm yes, sure we could. but thank you so much magic fm and my gorgeous choice of fm angie greaves thank you Aww. so much for coming in you're welcome it's a real real pleasure real honor to sit up uh, sit opposite you and just thrash these and kind of you things out you haven't even <laughs> mentioned her suede jacket she's rocking i know listen listen you thought that she came in just for gym she came in for fashion statement you know <laughs> you didn't tell me it was being filmed otherwise <laughs> I'd have worn my Superman outfit like you had on that time. I know, I know. He was grilling me the other day for coming in a storm. But Dotton, thank you so much. No, and just welcome, welcome. Um, for listeners, you are a real gem to our community. Mm. Just so really? you know. Yes, because a lot of people are sure following you. The other day I was at Kiss and someone said to me, shouts who, um, I don't want to name him, but yeah, he, he said, I can't believe you're sitting down with Dotton. How did you get down with Dotton? And, you know, people look to you and think, wow, you you know, you're well-respected, well-loved. So, and thank Thanks. you for the opportunities you've given me, the pair of you. The mentoring is is phenomenal and you can't buy this stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, oh. but thank you so much. Um, this is the Litmus Podcast. Um, we will be giving this episode to you out very soon. Hit us up on the socials. I know, Andrew, you're all over the socials. We've got to get at you, man. Well, <laughs> I'm following her. Yeah. <laughs> Don on the gram. I'm going to make the account. Yeah. Don yeah. on the gram. Before you know it, Don, you'll have those. You'll have those thousands. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Litmus Podcast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.